Welcome to the Absolute Mom Sense Podcast. Hey everyone, welcome back. For today's episode, I invited a guest on and her name is Jackie. She is an amazing mother. She's a realtor. She is the working mom. Like if there was a business mom, this is her. She's got 10 kids. She just started her own interior design company. So we talked a lot about how to do that, how to be the working mom with that many kids and how, because she's such a great interior decorator, how to keep your house clean with so many kids. She also has a really amazing cancer survival story that just touched my heart. Such an amazing story, such a journey that her and her husband have gone through. And I asked her to share it with you guys because I knew it would be something that you guys would enjoy. So let's get into it. Hi. Hi. (laughs) How many kids do you have? I have have 10. 10 kids. Yep. Wow. Okay. So how old is your oldest? 25 and my youngest is seven. Wow. So that's like a like a big age range. Yep. Ten kids. And so ten grandkids. Ten grandkids. Yep. So you like <laughs> you've not okay, so you've had as many grandkids as you have kids. Yep. Already. Yeah. Wow. How many kids of yours are married so far? Five. So half okay. of them. Okay. Wow. Yeah. What do you do for a living? I do commercial real estate is my main job. Okay. I also do um, interior design and uh, marriage counseling. Really? Hmm? I didn't know you got into marriage counseling. Yeah, I, I started doing it for just friends and then the word kind of spread and now I have a bunch of people. So That's so cool. So I, I got into it kind of on accident. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so um, I knew you were a realtor. At first I thought that she was like residential, but you're commercial. Yep. So what's the difference between the two? Commercial does uh, leasing, sales, and um, for Commercial properties, industrial, okay. retail, office, mm-hmm. land, right. um, even apartment buildings. If they're more than four units, it's considered commercial. Okay, I see. And how long have you been doing that? I've been doing the real estate part of it for five years, um, but I've been doing, I've been in the commercial field for uh, 17 years. I started as a oh. commercial real estate agent, or excuse me, a, a property management. Okay. So what did you do before that? Before that, um, I lived at a storage unit facility and managed that. Mm. Um, that's kind of how I got introduced into the property management world. And then my father-in-law um, also okay. owns real estate. So he asked me to help him with that. I guess I did a pretty good job. And so he <laughs> asked me to continue working for him in that field. So huh. I, I did that because it was a really good way for me to have a small income while mm-hmm. I stayed home with my kids. And then yeah. my husband was in college at the time. So we kind of needed oh, that extra, okay. extra help. <laughs> so. Yeah. Cause I was curious if you, you're, you say your oldest is 25. Mm-hmm. So have you always been a working mom? Yes, I have. So never I, just like well, a stay at home I guess mom. for about a year, then I stayed at home mm-hmm. and I planned on doing it longer, but then I was needed know for the family business so I started doing that okay so So how's that been because I've heard from a lot of like realtor moms both residential and commercial that it's hard it's hard to be a realtor and be a mom at the same time I didn't think it was hard but but so what was your experience well when I was home for the year with my kids I felt like I wasn't doing much Uh and I I mean I not that your kids aren't 
you know, important <laughs> for sure they are. And, right. and I did enjoy that time with them and they enjoyed it a lot too. But mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I just felt like there was something more that I needed to do with my, my time. So. Okay. That makes sense. So how many kids did you have at the time that you were staying home? I had five. Okay. And I got paid to work there and live mm-hmm. there at the same time. So it was really oh, okay. good good for me. So while my husband was in school, then I supported him financially okay. uh-huh. and took care of the kids. And then when he got out of school is when I started working full time. Oh, I see. So how did you balance the work and mom life? Uh, I probably wasn't that good at it. <laughs> <laughs> but I, uh, I don't know. It didn't seem that hard, I guess. Back then, I was young. I had a lot of energy. (laughs) (laughs) You could do it? (laughs) Yeah. I don't know. It never seemed that difficult to me, but... I've heard from moms who are like, how do you do things like extracurricular activities or weekends with your kids or going to ball games and performances or things like that? How do you balance stuff like that? Do you have flexibility as a realtor or is it like nine yeah, to five? Yeah, you do. You, you, you decide your own schedule. So okay. that, that part is really nice because I can just move things around to work around my family schedule and it's, uh-huh. it's not that hard to do. Okay. So you can be like, okay, these nights I'm not available. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you schedule your appointments kind of okay. whenever you can. So, And it's fairly, it's not that difficult to, to so take care of your clients. So you didn't feel like you were missing out on like events with your kids? Or no, anything? I don't think so. I, I don't think they'd feel like I did either. So uh-huh. yeah, I think we had a pretty good balance. Huh. And there's other moms who are asking like, how do you do that then? How do you balance it out? Well, you, you have to schedule your family stuff first. So you yeah. put your family stuff in a calendar and then you schedule all your work stuff around that. My kids would say I'm a workaholic though. And they, <laughs> they think I work too much. I probably do, but, um, I don't know. It's just, I, I, I feel the need, I guess. Uh-huh. And you enjoy it? I, I do. I do enjoy working a lot. Yeah. Recently you got into interior design yeah so that was my dream job okay so from the very beginning then you wanted to be interior yes that the real estate was always just kind of a necessity of something my family needed me to do Mm -hmm. and I did enjoy it and I still enjoy it and it's it's a really good way to make money but (laughs) but interior design's always been my dream job okay my husband's always like no 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 no, that you can't make that much money doing that (laughs) let's not do that let's do but I mean he's cool with it and he's very supportive but Uh so when did you start that interior design Uh, a year ago okay so this is recent yeah but I've done a lot of uh, interior design projects for my other job too like Mm -hmm. as I would manage properties I would like design the lobbies or design different parts so I've had I've had a lot of experience throughout my property management career as well in interior design Mm -hmm. and that was always my favorite part so okay but my daughter is the one that's supposed to be really running the business I'm just helping her get it started so. so you work with your daughter yes Okay, so yeah. how, what's that like? I love it. <laughs> do you feel like, because it's mom-daughter type of relationship, do you feel like you're more the mom to it, or do you feel like you're more co-workers, partners, I kind of feel like I'm the mom in the whole thing. And she <laughs> she kind of treats me like that and kind of mm-hmm. lets me carry the weight and then just, you know. <laughs> she's getting there, though. I'm like, uh-huh. yeah, this is your thing. you got to do this. you got to uh-huh. do it. And my, the only way I can really get her to do it, though, is to kind of step back and just let her take the reins go for it yeah yeah so so what all do you offer in interior design we do design services where we can just d- design 
the room, put a style board together, Uh um, or we can do full service where we go in and take it from start to finish and manage the construction and the painting, everything that needs to be done that way. So we we have both. We do both. We also supply the flooring, furniture. We sell all that stuff too. Wow. Yeah. That's really cool. I've seen a couple of your projects like on Instagram uh-huh. and you do a lot of, what do they, what do they call it? Like DIY, um, bringing it back to life. What is that? Re- uh, remodel? Or- I don't know. So you have a piece of furniture that you're like, okay, I don't like this. And then you go through and re- sand it all down and then refinish it and all that stuff. So you take something old and then you make it new, right? Yeah, we've done that. Uh, we don't like to do that. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> I thought that that was like the thing. No, it's not. We, we've we done it in the past because some of our clients mm-hmm. had a budget they had to stick to. And oh, we really okay. wanted to spend that money on other things. So okay. we like just took it upon ourselves to make sure we could you know, fit, fit in. everything in the budget so we could make it a... So you'd rather just go get yeah. them. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, I just thought that because I was watching all these time-lapse videos that you guys are putting on Instagram going, oh, wow, I'm, I'm happy somebody likes to do the DIY. I'm like, no, <laughs> I don't, I don't want to do the DIY stuff. I just want to buy it and put it there or have somebody else do it because I yes. have an eye for yeah. that. It's not that I don't enjoy it. It's just really time consuming yeah. to do those things. And mm-hmm. like every, every minute counts, like time is money. Yeah. And so it, it's yeah. so much easier for me to just pay like $500 for a small piece than to spend to have to, two days on it. Like, yeah. Cause you know, two days is worth more than $500. So that makes sense. Yeah. So what's like a typical budget that somebody says, Hey, come in and do my front room around 2000 okay. for a living room. And that's usually just, that's including furniture and everything. No, that's oh, just wow, paint really? decorating. Yeah. Wow. If furniture itself, like a couch set, you're looking at $8,000. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> it can get expensive when you're furnishing the room. Uh-huh. So, yeah. Most wow. of our jobs so far have been just the decorating part because mm-hmm. that's what people struggle with the most. It is. Yeah. It's really hard. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, even for me, that it's so you see like Pinterest things and you're like, oh, that's so pretty. I can't even copy and paste that in my own house. It's so hard. It's just, <laughs> yeah. I don't have the eye for it. My husband does all the decorating and I'm just like, looks good. <laughs> Better than I could do. Well, you, do, you did great. <laughs> I love your space. We, um, when I took an interior design class, mm-hmm. and the first thing they told us was, you can't teach someone how to design. It's something you're born with. And I was yeah. like, oh, okay, then why would we be taking this class? And, she was like, <laughs> and then funny. she went on further to explain that it, it's they teach you how to be a professional about it and how to uh-huh. make money doing it. Yeah. So it that was an interesting sense. class. Yeah. I, I mean, like I said, I totally agree with that because it's just something, I mean, I, it's not there don't get it. So I think it's super cool. It for sure. Like, it like, like I said, it's not good. me. <laughs> this is not me. I don't know how to do it. <laughs> but um, I'm curious though, what kind of clients do you get? Do you get moms with kids? Do you get like people who have older kids only or people who don't have kids yet? Most of our clients are, are commercial clients. Oh, okay. Like, so we did a... So like workspaces. Yeah, we did a, like okay. a trucking company most recently. Mm-hmm. We, we went in and remodeled their whole office. Okay. And now that we're doing, sense. we have a, a gun company that we're doing now. And then we have um, about four others that are on our schedule Yay. that are all businesses. So That's awesome. We have a few homes, but mm-hmm. 
they we like to do the businesses more because they have more funding and they uh, you can kind of do more with it yeah yeah that makes sense so um the reason I ask as far as like what type of clients you have is because like I decorate my house or well <laughs> my husband does <laughs> but we have decor around the house and I've had a lot of parents make comments when they come to my house. Well, how could you do that? Or why would you do that? Why would you have all these nice things out here? Because you have a lot of kids. They're just going to break it. They're going to ruin it. They're going to destroy all of this stuff. And I've had even some friends that say, I don't like bringing my kids to your house. Because <laughs> I feel like that they can't live. And I'm like, I have six kids and they're living every day. Exactly. <laughs> it's That's, just fine. People say so that I'm, to me too. Yeah, and I, I'm I just, curious. Well, you just teach them. You teach them how to respect everything around them otherwise uh -huh. like how are you how are you going to expect them to do that at church or at the grocery uh -huh. store you know it it's just something you have to teach them so how do you teach them because your house looks beautiful too right well like I, I you're an so. interior <laughs> your interior decorator it looks beautiful i'm sure so how then do you do it and did you do it when you only had a lot of little kids i did yeah okay um you just teach them to take care of the things around them and mm -hmm. not to touch certain things like Mm -hmm. You don't touch glass. You don't touch um, uh -huh. anything that's going to break. Uh -huh. And yeah, it just takes a few times. They, they always try it. <laughs> yeah. And you just correct them and tell them, you know, we don't touch this. This, is, uh -huh. this isn't for you to play with. These these toys are for you to play with. <laughs> this isn't. <laughs> You're like, this is my toys. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> don't touch them. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. What do you say to moms who say that to you? The same thing. Just teach them not to. Uh -huh. Just teach them to respect your stuff. And what if they're like, well, my, my kids just can't handle that. They just can't. Well, teach is like. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think it's important, though, for somebody to have a space that they enjoy being in? I do, because it, I don't know, it makes like, you... Like, how do you think it, it makes you enjoy you? being home? It makes you... It may, and it, I don't know, pride comes into it. It's... Right. To have something that you're proud of is mm -hmm. I think it's important and to, for even your kids I think it's important for them like I said to learn how to respect the things around them and, and to take care of things yeah so have you ever had experiences where you've had kids because <laughs> I mean we've heard <laughs> all kinds of stories I'm sure <laughs> oh yeah but like I've heard <laughs> kids taking ketchup bottles out of the fridge and just everywhere or eggs and just all over everything or a bucket of flour or rice or something and it's just everywhere the food there there's a mom who um I was talking to and she said she had to start setting an alarm so that she would be up before her kids to make sure that they didn't go get food in the fridge and just start throwing it around her house and she's like how do you stop it? <laughs> I, can't, I can't stop this kid from doing this. So have you ever had an exper any experiences with I your did kids when doing I was, that? When I was growing up myself, mm -hmm. then my little brothers tried oh, really? that a few times. And it would make oh. me so mad. <laughs> I would get the house all clean and uh -huh. I cared a little bit more than my mom did about uh -huh. how clean her house <laughs> And they would get up early in the morning and make big messes uh -huh. and it would just make me so mad. But with my own kids... I taught them not to get into the cupboards and mm -hmm. things without asking, so. 
Mm-hmm. So I, so you've never I honestly had to... never had that. No. I, I mean, I had them spill their milk, and I had yeah. them like spill things on accident, right. or even on purpose at times uh-huh. where they'd make a mess on the table. But you uh-huh. just clean it up, and, <laughs> and it's know, all right. Just show them, you know, show them how yeah. to behave. But <laughs> right. I've had one experience. I remember I was staying up late, and I had a box of those jelly-filled powdered donuts, and I had a couple of them that night, and totally forgot to put them away before I went to bed. And then I had one of my kids get up, like little, little kids, and they went out and just started eating the donuts and all over the couch, everything, all the donuts. And I'm like, what just happened? One of those things where I'm like, oh, I should have just taken care of it, but oh, why? I definitely had those experiences. Mm-hmm. And I it taught me to clear the coffee table and like, right. before you go to bed, make sure everything's mm-hmm. up high where the little, really mm-hmm. little ones can't get it. Yeah. Because you're right there. I mean, there's an age where they just know. Yeah. You know, we don't do that. Yeah. They know. We, I mean, for my kids, they know we don't have food on the carpets anywhere mm-hmm. at all. Yeah. And so... <laughs> But then the little, little ones where you just, you know, still take some time <laughs> to and train them. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And they're curious. And uh-huh. yeah. <laughs> or what about like, like crayons on walls? Yes, we definitely like had that. that. So what do you yeah. do? How do you handle it? Uh, we made the kids clean it up mm-hmm. and it would take a long time to, it takes a long time to wash crayon off yeah. and it, it wasn't very fun, so it was, it was usually the last time they tried it. <laughs> they were like, oh, okay, I get it now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, <clears throat> I feel like having them clean up their own messes helps them to be more aware of the messes that they're making, too. Absolutely. And then they kind of had more pride over, like, their home yeah. and things. Because I think it's funny that you say you cared more than you think your mom did at the time. Because I've heard of kids that are too embarrassed to even bring their friends over to their house because of the way that it looks or because maybe yeah, they have me. friends <laughs> <laughs> or because maybe they have friends with their houses that are beautiful and immaculate and like so big and so fancy and then they don't think that their house is that way and so then they're embarrassed yep. to bring friends over. So what would you say to moms like that? who have kids that are the embarrassed ones. In my own experience, my mom didn't care. She didn't mm-hmm. care what anyone thought, and she didn't care, like, about appearances just never really mattered to her. Right. And so I don't know that, like, saying anything to her would really change anything. Mm-hmm. So, but for the kids, I would say just change it in your own life. Like, make it, mm-hmm. you know, make it better for yourself. Yeah, learn from your parents' mistakes and yeah. and do a better job if you want a different result. I think if, like, as a mom, if you knew that your kid was, you know, feeling that way about your house, I think it would, because, you know, you do have moms that are like, yeah, I don't really care or that's not that big of a deal to me. But if you noticed that your kid was struggling with it, it seems like then that would kind of light a fire in you to be like... Yeah. I guess I should maybe take some time and make sure that it looks good or feels good or smells good or, you know, things like that so that they can feel like that they can bring their friends over because, I don't know, for me as a mom, if I ever heard my kids say that, then I would be like, well, then let's get on it. (laughs) Let's fix this up and make it something that you are proud to be a part of or proud to bring people over to and not something that you're just like, ugh. (laughs) yeah no don't come to my house (laughs) and I feel like that even I have an expectation even on my own self 
to you never know if somebody's just gonna drop by and then like what if you know so I'm like guys (laughs) always always it's clean because what if somebody comes over? They're not going to see it like this. <laughs> like, yep. that's not going to happen. So I think that doing that is um, important. But then I've still always said I, I, I want to live in a home, not a house. Mm-hmm. I don't want to feel like that I can't live and breathe and that my kids can't make messes or can't, you know, be kids. So I think that there's that kind of an element to it, too. But that you can still have pride over your house and still take care of it. Yeah. And still be comfortable. No, I totally agree. That's, right? Yeah, for sure. I, um, even like in my home, I don't make people take their shoes off just cause I, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't like taking my shoes off <laughs> and I, and my mm-hmm. husband hates when our kids take their shoes off. They, he really? they should always have their shoes on. And so, and that's not why I don't like, uh-huh. it's just like one time I went to a party and mm-hmm. they had asked me to take my shoes off and I'm like, uh this outfit's really ugly without shoes. <laughs> <laughs> so you have to have your shoes on. <laughs> and I was thinking, and I did take my shoes off, and I'm like, that is, like, that's just weird to me. It's so weird. <laughs> so I, I agree with you. I like people to feel comfortable in my home, and I, and I would just never ask a guest to take their shoes off. It's mm-hmm. just, to me, it's, like, it's weird. <laughs> <laughs> right. Because you don't want to ruin somebody's outfit. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Like, you don't touch the outfit, so... <laughs> Yeah. Right. But I I do feel like that it does help um, kids, not only like you were saying, not only in your own home, but anytime you're out in public, the amount of respect, if you trained them in the home... Is way better. Oh, for sure. And Anywhere and if else. someone had that rule, obviously, you know. Oh, no, you, no, I know. Yeah. But I'm saying that because you were saying when you go to the grocery store, then they don't touch things. Yes. Or they don't run around and mm-hmm. like throw everything off the shelves. Because, I mean, I've seen that. Yeah. <laughs> I've seen kids do that before. And yeah, go to Walmart. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <There's their> Walmart. <laughs> it's all over the place. <laughs> But I think training them and teaching them and giving them that respect in the home helps so much in public. Oh, absolutely. I mean, you've heard the saying, home is where you feel the best but act the worst. Yep. So if you don't act so bad at home, then you'll be really good out in public. There you go. (laughs) Right? (laughs) Right. The the logic, it's just there. (laughs) Exactly. So what do you tell young moms? Like when they're like, how do I have a house like you? It, it has to be a priority. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, we have a command center. Mm-hmm. So we have the kids, like all the kids have their jobs. Mm-hmm. I don't have a job mm-hmm. in the home anymore. My kids take care of everything, including yeah. the cooking, mm-hmm. which is really nice. That is nice. Yeah. I mean, I help sometimes on the right. weekends when I have the time that my kids, you know, it rotates and they take turns mm-hmm. every week it rotates, but so they they take pride in the home being clean too because they're the ones doing it now. So okay. that makes it easier. I, I mm-hmm. couldn't do that when they were all really young, but they did. They did still have a job and they did still mm-hmm. contribute to helping. Mm-hmm. But I would have to go, you know, around after and really clean it because <laughs> they didn't know how. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, I think that because I've started doing that myself, where I do have my I, I use a job wheel because it's easier for me to manage it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but um. 
I have all my kids on the job wheel and I say once they turn two, then they have a job on the job wheel. And then we just add them to it. But then I don't have a job because I consider myself like the manager. Yeah. You know? Uh And you got to go and you have to be able to train every kid how to do every job. Yeah. And so to me, I'm like, if I had my own job, I don't have the time then to go through and make sure that, because I could clean up after them, but then they're just going to keep doing it that way every time. Mm -hmm. So then I need to be there like as it's happening so that I can be like, okay, nope, not quite. Let's get the edges or here, this is how we do it. Or, you know what I mean? Just so that it's, it's something that's trained in them so that when they are older, I can just be like, okay, go. Yeah, that's great. When my oldest was eight, Mm -hmm. then I, I did bigs and littles. Mm -hmm. So the four oldest were the four youngest bigs so okay. they, and they, everything that kid needed to do, the, the, their big would help them. So the oldest kid had the youngest and the second oldest had oh, the second okay. youngest so that it was, you know, cause obviously mm-hmm. an eight year old's going to handle a one year old a lot better than a, I mean, a two year old or a four year old's not going to be able to handle a one year old right. cause they can't carry him and stuff like that. Right. So they, when they got them up in the morning, they got them dressed. They helped them brush their teeth. They helped them eat their breakfast. They mm-hmm. helped everything and I like you said managed Mm -hmm. the situation and made sure the bigs were taking care of the littles Mm -hmm. and that we actually called them that it's like who's your little (laughs) did they get dressed did they get Mm -hmm. everything done so that helped me a ton and it I would recommend it to anyone I actually saw it in a movie where they had um like a scouts thing and they called them bigs and littles I'm like hey I'm gonna do that with my kids it worked really good (laughs) I think that that would be super valuable and not even just the kid knowing how to clean but knowing how to train somebody else to clean too. And to take care of someone other than themselves. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, there's so many pros in that situation. Yeah. <laughs> the thing that I am nervous about is what do you do when you've done so well with your older that now, like your younger, <laughs> is coming up <laughs> and the olders are married and moved out of the house? Do they carry the same weight that your older kids did? I tried to have them obviously Uh they didn't as much because we didn't have as many little kids so Mm -hmm. but have you noticed the difference yeah uh, definitely (laughs) the the younger ones are a little bit more spoiled they're a little Mm -hmm. more um they just didn't have to do as much as the Uh older ones did and sometimes Uh the older ones will make comments like you guys are getting away with like you guys (laughs) like i never would have been able to do that yeah (laughs) (laughs) you guys have so much freedom (laughs) do you feel like your parenting style has changed yeah, I'm a lot more lenient than uh-huh. I was at first. I let things slide. Like I, uh-huh. when I was a young mom, I was like hypersensitive about every little thing and mm-hmm. like right on top of everything. And I had yeah. more energy. Now I'm like, oh, it's okay. It's okay. It's not going to hurt right. them. <laughs> They'll be fine. <laughs> I don't know. Because with my older kids, I remember thinking when they would throw a tantrum or something like that, then I would be like embarrassed that mm-hmm. my kid was acting that way. And especially in public, I would be like, stop, please stop. <laughs> and and now I'm more like, oh, you're so cute. Exactly. Yep. <laughs> they throw their tantrum. Oh, you're just too little to be doing that. Oh, do it again. You know? <laughs> and it's fun and it's entertaining now. Whereas before it seemed like everything was such a big deal. Yeah. You know? I know. I think I think I would have been a little bit better off if I would have been as, as patient as I am now when I was younger. <laughs> I, know. I think that there's definitely a happy medium. <laughs> yes. Because there are some things that I'm like, oh, you know, I probably should be a little bit more on top of things. 
you know, still. But then there are times where I'm like, I'm glad I don't expect this from me or my kids or something. And and now it's more just like, eh, it's okay. We got time. Yeah, well, <laughs> there are only two. It's fine. I saw a video where um, they had come in with um, a sandwich and she says, she recorded them uh, asking her daughter, so didn't you just tell me that you couldn't wait to get to the middle of your sandwich where all the butter and cheese is? And she opens up her sandwich and there's like big chunks of cheese and butter in the middle, but nothing on the outside. And she's like, yeah. She's she kind of laughing because she thought it was funny. And then the uh-huh. and then her little brother comes in and he has this whole cube of butter on the, on the bread. And she's like... Did you put any cheese on there, or is it just butter? And, and she, the the girl goes and lifts it up, and she's like, "It's just butter." And he goes, he flips it over. There's cheese on this side, and there's this tiny little blob of cheese on top of the big, huge cube of butter. Oh and goodness. it was hilarious. And I thought, man, I would be freaking out and be like, "Don't you waste that butter!" Like, and I that. So it is really nice to uh-huh. have I mean, to be a little bit patient when you're and enjoy the little things. That's right. that's the thing I didn't do when my kids were young. I didn't enjoy mm-hmm. the little things. I don't know. I feel like that it's just something that you almost have to learn as you're going through it. But I think it's really cool that there are young moms that are already starting like, oh, this is so cute. This is so fun. And I'm like, good for you. (laughs) Because you're right. I was more of the type that no, no, it just it has to be just so. Yeah. Just so and perfect all the time. Oh, you're more worried about the wasted yeah. butter than than how funny than it the is. the moment. <laughs> yeah. Right, exactly. Yep. So, I don't know. I think that it changes for sure. But, obviously, you know, happy medium so that it's not yeah, completely for sure. lost. Yep. <laughs> um, the other thing that I wanted to talk to you about was your husband's cancer diagnosis. So, I've actually never heard the whole story or what it was that he had or like how you found it or anything like that. So So, we, we were on vacation and he just wasn't feeling himself. He felt really lethargic and tired and, and he was getting bruises all over his body for, from, I mean, he didn't even realize where they were or know where they were coming from. So, Mm -hmm. um, and we didn't really think much of it, but we, Got home from our vacation. He went to the doctor just to see if there was something wrong. And and then we had gone to a movie. Um, it was probably two days when we got after we got back. And when we got home, then our oldest was saying, the doctor called like three times while you guys were gone. And he said it was an emergency and you need to call back. So we're like, really? What in the world? So we called. They said, you need to get into the hospital as quickly as possible. So we went to the emergency room and it took several hours for us to figure out what was going on and we oh, we had no idea if we should so be they really didn't, worried like, give you or a heads we, up or anything no they, they didn't tell us okay. what the concerns were so it hmm. was like we were just confused and it was like one in the morning we were sitting in the emergency room and anyway so then they told us that he they thought that he had leukemia and oh. we didn't really know what that was i mean we'd heard the term but we you know didn't understand it right um and that we asked what that meant. They said, well, without treatment, then he would die in six weeks. Um, with treatment, then we don't know what, you know, how long he would actually survive. But, and they wouldn't tell us like what, 
what the numbers were because they didn't want to scare us. Mm-hmm. So we started doing research on our own and we couldn't find anyone that had lived past two years wow. with that specific kind of leukemia. There's um, Even after treatment? Yeah, with wow. treatment. Without okay. treatment, he would have died in six weeks. With treatment, um, we, we thought, okay, we might get two years oh. if we're lucky. So he decided to become an expert in in it and leukemia and did a lot of research himself okay and did um home home treatments or home remedies as well as the what the hospital had recommended so he kind mm-hmm. of did them both together okay um, he went through radiation um it was his first treatment and then uh it causes a lot of damage to your mm-hmm. body so then he did home remedies to kind of repair that damage as much as possible okay and and then he, after a year, he relapsed and had to do um, radiation and uh, chemo. Sorry, chemotherapy was his first treatment. Okay. Um, so he did chemo the first time. And then uh, the second round, then he had to do chemo and radiation. Okay. And in that process, that made so he couldn't have kids. Oh, So okay. we um, stored so that mm-hmm. we could later if, if he got better. Mm-hmm. So that's, you know, I have a seven-year break from my two youngest kids and that's why because during those seven years he He was was sick and we didn't know if he was going to survive it or not it took about seven years until we were comfortable that he probably wouldn't die Wow! (laughs) and now it's been 11 years and he's doing great he's probably healthier than he ever has been so it's 11 years yeah wow and he's been cancer free for 10 okay because it didn't come back after the second he, he got a, a bone marrow transplant from his brother because he was a match. Mm-hmm. But because of that, then he had graft versus host, which is why he fought for his life for seven years. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, he would have been fine. But um, Wow. Yeah. If he would have had cord blood from when he was a baby, then he wouldn't have had any graft versus host, and it would have been, like, smooth sailing. Wow. From, so... So cord blood banking. Yeah, yeah, it's a really good idea if you ever, if you can do it. it I guess it uh-huh. has to, you have to leave it up to your parents, but <laughs> anyway, right. it's, so he, he's still battling a little bit with graft versus host, but he knows how to juggle things now and he knows. And like, what does that mean? Um, it's when your organs, like if you get a heart transplant, then your heart, your body will fight your heart because okay. it's a foreign thing to, okay, to your body. Okay, So when it's a bone marrow transplant then it that blood that foreign blood goes to every part of your body so Mm -hmm. it attacks your whole body okay so it would attack his skin it would attack his heart it would attack his lungs so he was constantly battling that and was like on his deathbed several times and we didn't know if he'd make it but wow but he he did it and I think the thing that saved him was becoming an expert Uh and knowing because he the doctors would say we'll do this this and this and he would say well this I'm feeling this this and this Uh I'm wondering if we should maybe do this besides Mm -hmm. and they were really open to letting the patient help beside his treatment some other hospitals aren't like that so um so they were really good about that and they allowed him to do whatever he felt like he needed to and Mm -hmm. they would actually listen to his concerns and and it turned out really well um he We watched people come into the hospital with the exact same diagnosis uh-huh. and die within a few years. I, I don't know anyone that has survived it like he has. So, wow. yeah, we feel really blessed. Yeah. <laughs> what was it like when you got the diagnosis when, it he, was, when he got it? It was devastating. My kids were young. My mm-hmm. oldest was 
11, I believe. And mm. my youngest was one. So I had, and I had nine, nine okay. kids at the time. Wow. So it was pretty terrifying yeah. <laughs> thinking that I was going to be left to raise my kids by myself. But uh-huh. um, luckily I have, you know, community that I can rely on. But yeah, yeah it was Huh. It was scary. <laughs> yeah. That's really cool, though, his success story. Yeah. It... Like 11 years. Mm-hmm. That's a lot. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so what would you say to a mom or to, yeah, to a mom who has kids who might have gone through the same thing that you did, who have either gotten the diagnosis themselves or their husband? I would say become an expert. It's It's... <laughs> The best way to survive. Um, mm-hmm. If he would have followed 100% the recommendations that the hospital gave, he wouldn't have survived. Mm-hmm. If he would have only done the natural remedies, he wouldn't have survived. Mm-hmm. So I think it was the combination of the two. And he wow. and the will, the will to live, that that's huge. Mm-hmm. A lot of people, when it gets hard, they, they just give up. Mm-hmm. He, he was bound and determined to stay because he had such a big family and he knew that they needed him. And mm-hmm. so he... He knew it was important for him to live, so he... And to fight it. Yeah. Wow. So he had a really strong will to live. <laughs> yeah. He actually died a few times. I wow. mean, like, out-of-body experience type death. Really? And, mm-hmm. And wow. then he <laughs> he was pretty determined to stick around, so... What was that like? He said it was really scary. Yeah. Like, one, one of the times he was in the hospital, and uh-huh. he... Um, one of our kids was there with him. We always tried to have someone stay there with him to mm-hmm. get, get him what he needed and just to be there for him. Mm-hmm. And they had fallen asleep. Okay. And so he um, what, he woke up looking down at his body and he said uh-huh. it freaked him out because he was like, no way. Uh-huh. But he, and he, he says he like forced himself like to go back. back into his body and then he couldn't move. Uh-huh. He said it took him probably a couple of minutes which felt like an eternity to be able to even move his fingers or move anything. Because he uh-huh. was trying to get their attention. He's like, call for help, call for uh-huh. help. No, but he couldn't say anything. Because wow. anyway, he, he said it scared him really, really bad. Yeah, no kidding. Yeah. Huh. And then another time we were at home and he, <clears throat> his body started shutting down and his limbs started curling up and going mm-hmm. cold. And we like, massaged and he was telling us, you need to do CPR. If my heart stops, do this. If my, this, and I'm <laughs> Oh my He's goodness. telling me this, and I called for help, and uh, got, you know, got people there to help. But yeah, that was pretty scary. How did you stay calm? I didn't. <laughs> I didn't. You, I was did freaking it? out. Yeah. yeah, I wouldn't be able to. I don't know that I'd be able to even do anything at that point. I think I'd just ah. Oh, what, what do I that's do? That's kind of what I did. I was like, no, just shock no. and panic. Yeah, so I just called, and I just stood back and was scared. <laughs> no kidding. Yeah, huh. that was the first, within the first couple of years after he had done the chemo and radiation, it was really hard on his body. Oh, okay. And then the graft versus host was attacking him mm-hmm. from every organ, from even his skin mm-hmm. would get graft versus host and it would wow. start scaling up and scarring and bleeding and his tongue would get like, um, it, he says it felt like someone had just gone through and cut his tongue with a razor blade because oh. every, it, his body was being attacked by every organ so uh-huh. <laughs> yeah that was rough but he's been on a medication or he was on a medication for a long time that causes cancer oh. but, <laughs> so we kind of thought well if the leukemia doesn't kill him then that drug will uh-huh. but the drug was necessary to stop the grass for graffers host but since then they've come up with better medications that aren't that so hard him. on the body mm-hmm. and that actually prolong life rather than 
you know, give you cancer. So mm-hmm. he's been on that for several years now and he's, he's doing really well. Wow. How old was he when he got his diagnosis? 28. Okay. Yeah. He was young. 28. And then now he's... No, 32. Sorry. He was 32. I was 28. <laughs> I was 29. Okay. okay. Yeah. He was 32. So he was 32. Yeah. And now 43? He, yeah. He's 45 now. Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's so cool that he has been able to do that. To yeah. To fight it and to live as long as he has. Yeah. We still haven't found anyone that has lived as long as he had. Wow. Or has with that diagnosis. And he... it's It's easier to treat now mm-hmm. and and it's been you know 11 12 years mm-hmm. when we was first di- when he was first diagnosed then they told us that at tw- if, he, if it had been 20 years sooner he would have just been a death sentence because they oh, didn't wow. even know how to treat it back then so it gets you know the medical it's knowledge better gets and better. better and better yeah yeah thank goodness yeah, <laughs> yeah absolutely <laughs> For anybody else that has gone through it, yep. too. <laughs> yeah. So how do you think that it affected your kids? So we tried to play it down for the kids. We didn't want them to worry mm-hmm. a whole lot about it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> One time they heard me talking to my sister on the phone. <laughs> and I was concerned and I didn't uh, know if he was going to live, you yeah. know, even th- through the month. Uh-huh. And they heard me say that and I, that was a mistake I'd made and they, oh. they were all crying oh. and scared. But oh. for the most part, they didn't realize that, how, bad it was. how bad it was or that it was. What I mean, do they think of it now? Because they, they know now, right? They know now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, they, they just are really glad that he's still around and that, you know, they're mm-hmm. thankful that he cared enough to stick around for him because yeah. it took a lot of effort and a lot of determination to live yeah. for sure. Do you think it made them stronger? Probably, yeah, in I would think so. Um, to know that their dad <laughs> literally fought. Yeah, to I, th- be there I think for them. so. Mm-hmm. I, and I, I know they appreciate it, and I know that they're really glad that he did, that he did that for them. And mm-hmm. and I remind them all the time, like you know, what, what would we do without dad? And they're yeah. You know, they, I think it probably made them closer to him too, because mm-hmm. they, when they did understand that he could die, you know, it made them. Uh, mm-hmm. a bit closer to him because I didn't want to, you know, regret, have mm-hmm. any regrets. So, yeah. So that was good. So when you say you have started doing like marriage counseling, what, what does that mean? So I, I've, I had friends that, that needed some help or they were struggling and mm-hmm. I helped them and then they told other people oh go to her she's really good she'll help you so I she knows what she's talking about <laughs> so we created um a questionnaire and kind of mm-hmm. got serious about it and you know, me and my husband do it together so mm-hmm. we um I counsel the woman and he counsels the man and then we have like meetings all together and and talk about things that they could do or goals and things that they can work on and it's been wow. it's I think it's been pretty successful. We've only been doing it for a couple of years now, but... Mm-hmm. Do you enjoy it? I enjoy it a lot. Yeah. I really enjoy it. Huh. Yeah. That's really cool. I've actually wanted myself to be a counselor as well. Mm-hmm. Not necessarily in marriage, <laughs> but more like family counseling uh-huh. with parents and children type of relationships. So I think that's really cool. It's it's cool that you just saw that there was something that needed to be done or that people needed help and just went for it. Whether yeah. you 
felt qualified or because I'm sure you've had these same things where like, well, who am I, <laughs> you know, to start <laughs> oh, yeah. telling people, oh, try this and do this and, and, and be this way. Mm-hmm. But I just think it's really cool that you can just step up and be like, yeah, for sure. I'll help anybody. Go I enjoy it. That, I, I really enjoy you know. it. If I didn't enjoy it, it probably wouldn't be so easy. But, <laughs> <laughs> but I, yeah, I, I really enjoy seeing married or couples happy because mm-hmm. to me, that's the foundation of a family. I mean, right. if, if the couple doesn't get along together, then they're kind of doomed. <laughs> <laughs> right. Exactly. So I think that's really cool. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast and for hanging out and talking. Thanks for having me. Super cool. Everything that you're doing with your career, your real estate that you've got going on, your interior decorating. I'm super excited to see where you guys take it, you and your daughter, because I mean, I've been watching since you guys started and just been blown away by the consistency and the determination that you guys have. I'm like... You know, how? How do you guys just get started on something and just run with it? Oh, so, you too. I, I think it's the same really you. cool. Yeah. I've watched a lot of your videos. It's very interesting. You do thank you. <laughs> but um, thank you so much. I really appreciate it. This has been really fun. Yeah, thank you. Thank you.